Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. We're going to pick up where we left off and just keep moving, but I want you to see this. Righteousness simply means that you're in right standing with God or you're right with God. It's really good today. Look at Romans 1.17, Passion Translation. The ushers are going to serve you while they're serving you. Just, you. just take some notes, and we're going to go. I want you to start rolling in this thing, and I want you to see this. The gospel unveils to us the continual revelation of God's righteousness. Okay? You're going to do a lot of reading today with me. It's going to be good. It's going to really reiterate what righteousness is. The faster you can reprogram yourself to God's righteousness, the easier your life's going to be. Biggest problem we have is we reject What we hear, because we don't know if we can accept it. You can accept it. It's who you are. It's what God made you to be. Whether you want to believe it or not, it's you. Once you get a revelation, we're going to get to the reigning part of it today. But you can't reign until you got a revelation. That's the problem with church, right? We come in here, oh, we hear one thing. Reprogramming yourself to righteousness is the key, because you got to know you're right with God no matter what. And I'm going to explain it. And you can never say it enough. So this is the gospel. What does it unveil? Continual revelation of God's righteousness, a perfect righteousness which is given to us when we believe. And it removes, it moves us from receiving life, the faith gift through faith, to the power of living by faith. What is he trying to say? Faith is what empowered your righteous position. Righteousness is all about a belief. Got it? Kind of re- recapping just a little bit, right? I'm made in right standing with God. What's right standing with God? That means you and God never leave harmony or perfect agreement together, not because of your performance, but based upon your relationship in Christ Jesus. So you ain't never bad. You ain't ne- in God's eyes, you're never bad. Religion wants to teach you all this garbage. You know, well, you're good or you're bad. You know, you can, you're accepted. God, you could be drunk as a skunk. Nobody's going to like this, but I don't really care. You could be drunk as a skunk in a bar, and be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and high as a kite, and be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is not based, now you don't know who you are, and I can get all that out of you if you stick with me long enough to reprogram your head, but you, righteousness isn't like a wave of the sea. Comes in, you're righteous, goes out, I'm not. Act like my behavior, be, nah, that ain't, that, that ain't it. You made it. You're made righteous. So therefore, your performance has nothing to do with your position of righteousness, nor does your actions. Now, your actions and your performance mess up your consciousness of who you are, which is why you don't want to go near that mess. Mm-hmm. And you want to stay lined up to who you are, but you can't really get there till you accept who you are and become it. Does that make sense? Because the church tries to come in here. See, religion tried to do this. They tried to make you afraid of God to serve him. Yep. That's what it was. They try to do, you know, do's and don'ts, and you're a mess, and you're this, and you're that, and you never really achieve perfection. That's baloney. You're already perfect. You know, yeah, see how it gets quiet? Because people don't want to believe it about it. He said you're, you're perfect, you're holy, you're unreprovable, and unblameable in his sight. That's what the Bible said, that Jesus said about you. Unreprovable means without reproof. I, I was yelling in the Apple store yesterday. You should have seen me. I was having a real fit. Yeah, because they should have just, they couldn't figure it out. I could figure out the world. You know, the world needs to hire me to go be a consultant. I could figure out everything in 15 minutes. 
I was done, bro. I was like, Paul and me are laughing, right? I was done. She'd been on the phone with customer service for like six hours. I was done in the store because I thought, Coach, I thought I was getting in, dropping it off, leaving. They wanted to go through this again. I said, G- give me the phone. She's over in the corner like whispering like Pastor's like, I know, I know. She's, trying to, she's going through the story again. I was like, give me, the, put this in a box. I'm like, bro, go get a box, print a label, put it on there. This is going back. Call Apple Care. Get rid of it. We're done. I'm not bringing this back. Yo, get the manager. It was like, they were like, okay, sir, we got everything. I said, thank you very much. Praise the Lord. How many know I was righteous? <laughs> I was righteous all day. The kid was from Bethune-Cookman. I loved it. I think he's coming to the church. I was like, praise the Lord. Why? I, you know what I did? Literally, I got a picture to prove it. I was sitting there for a minute, so on all the phones, I put relevant church. They got them all on the thing. I put relevant church, relevant church, relevant church, and it was all playing while I was manifesting. <laughs> praise the Lord. It was great. Who are you? I'm the pastor of church. That's all I am. I I'm the righteous God in Christ Jesus. How you like that? My performance is not good right now. But praise God, you're going to give me a new computer. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Look, it's not, you see, oh, do you feel weird when you got up to pray right after? No. I'm righteous in my position. I didn't say my behavior catches up all the time, but I'm still righteous. Hello? So stop disqualifying yourself because God never stops seeing you as holy, uh, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight because he don't see you where you're at. He sees you in the spirit. And when you start seeing you in the spirit, you're going to see a whole better you than you ever seen before. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Look what the Bible says. So write these down as I'm giving to you. The really good scripture is going to help you change your life. Go to Romans 3.21. Righteousness must be produced through faith and maintained by faith. Okay? Must be produced by faith and maintained by faith. Did you get that? So I received it by faith, and I maintain it with faith. Don't take your faith off of being righteous. Does that make sense? It's your beliefs. So you're like, well, you know, I'm really being bad. No, they ain't no bad. Come on, guys. You, when you say this stuff, you, you're like, what do you mean? I don't think I'm bad. Okay, this is what I mean by bad. You don't think your prayers are going to be answered because you haven't been too hot in your spirituality. Everybody in this room has been there. You don't think things are going to work out because you don't see yourself in the right place. God sees you like Jesus. Jesus got every one of his prayers answered. Everything Jesus ever said. Now, you got to reprogram yourself. The other day, I almost wanted to say something that was not, it was not uh, not right. It was not faith. And just before it came out of my mouth, I said, you better stop talking like that because I'm expecting a harvest on everything I say. See, it's reprogramming our head that I don't talk like that. You better not talk broke. Amen. You better stop. You say you can't afford, I'm going to slap you. Who told you you can't afford? Right. I can't afford that. I never said that lost. I hate it as a Christian. I never said it lost. I told you I went to that fancy car dealer. I told you what happened in there. Man, that dude had me cornered too. I went in there. I ever tell you that one? I told him in the church. I went in there, man, that thing was bad. It was a lot of money. I was like, dude, that was a lot of money for me then. I was like, dang, that car's, that's a lot of money, man. And the guy had me cornered. Because I was, you know, they, you know, you go to church, they used to tell you, go see where you want to live, go see where you want to drive. You know, we used to talk like that. So I was like, all right, let's go. I took my buddy, me and my buddy, it's like, let's go see where we want to go drive, man. I went in there, I was like, ooh, that thing's bad. And then once you walk in, they think everybody's got money, you know what I mean? They're like, so what do you want to do? And I was like, I can't tell this dude I don't have that kind of money. So I was like, try to think, Fran, I got to think quick on my feet. I was like, what am I saying? I said, I don't know what color I want. I'll be back. <laughs> That's a good one, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what you got. You can't. Don't let them on. Because pressure will make you undo 
what your heart believes with your mouth. I'm going to say that again. It's a principle. Pressure. Pressure. Why do you think the enemy shows up with pressure? Get your mouth to say something different than what the promise in your heart says. Don't say nothing different. I'll be back. Come on, man. Don't let pressure push you there. Look what it says in Romans 3, 21. You guys this. This righteousness must be true faith. But now, independently of the law, the righteousness of God, which is tangible and brought to light through Jesus, the anointed one. This is the righteousness that we what? That we see in the scriptures prophesied would come. It is God's righteousness made visible through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. And now all who have believed in him receive this. What? The gift. It's a gift. You don't have to work for a gift. You don't have to buy a gift. You don't have to perform for a gift. What do you do for a gift? You receive it. Righteousness is a free gift. Take it. But I don't deserve it. Have you ever gotten stuff you don't deserve? <sighs> you better say that again in your mind. Have you ever gotten stuff you don't deserve? Man, I got so much stuff I don't deserve. It makes you want to cry. I didn't deserve it. But guess what? You take it anyway. It's a free gift. Take it. Take it. Righteousness is a gift that God wanted to give you. Why would you leave it on the table? And don't disqualify it because you don't feel like you're worthy for it. Who cares if you're worthy for it? You received it not based on <laughs> We received it by faith, not based on your performance, but based upon your position in Christ Jesus. Now watch, we're going to keep going because you got to see this. This is going to be good. That gift, there's no real difference between us and Jesus. We know that. Keep going. For we all sinned and all the glory of God. And everybody says, well, I'm still a sinner. You're not a sinner. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Stop listening to these weirdos that are telling you, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner saved by grace. Now you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Let's move on with the party. Hello? You used to be a sinner saved by grace. You used to be a mess. Now you're a miracle. Come on. You used to be. Now I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus in my position in the earth to rule and reign as a king. For we have all sinned. Great. Now you better stay here because this is how we get it. You through his, yeah, I like you, but yet, right? Yet, yet through his powerful declaration of acquittal. Oh, my God in heaven. God freely gives away his righteousness. Now, now, according to Miriam Webster, 1860-whatever edition of the dictionary, you know what it means to be acquitted? Don't raise your hand. I had somebody in the morning service raise their hand because they had actually been on the stand. Look, all right, some of you got a little pass. We'll just leave it alone. Don't raise your hand. You know, somebody was like, I got acquitted. <laughs> I was like, thank God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Don't nobody, just look straight ahead and smile. Nobody will know it's you. All right, look. It doesn't make a difference. I'm just kidding. Come on, right? But what? What does it mean? To free someone acquitted. Definition. You and me. Acquitted because of what Jesus did. Acquitted. Freeing someone from a criminal charge by a verdict of not guilty. Jesus acquitted you because of what he did. This is perpetual free-flowing. I'm going to show you a scripture in a little bit. It don't stop. So you say, well, I got acquitted, but I committed another crime. No, you got acquitted for life. Stop, pause, meditate, let that marinate. Well, wait a minute. When on the cross, you got acquitted, that was perpetual forever acquittal for life. Past, present, and future. That means you get born again, and 10 years from now, you go do some bonehead thing. God don't care. You're still acquitted. 
That's why the blood of Jesus sits on that mercy seat saying not guilty about you. Revelation says, this is what the Revelation says. The book of Revelation says, the devil comes before the throne of God day and night making accusation about you. That's what he does. He just sits there and goes, look at this, look at that, look at this. I don't know how he does it. I don't really care. I'm just reading the Bible. Look at this, look at that, look at this. Look what Brian did. Look what this. Blah, 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 blah. He goes all day long, right? And Jesus goes, hey, look at the blood. Look at the, now, easy. The throne of grace in the New Testament was the Old Testament mercy seat. Okay, just trust me, okay? So the Old Testament mercy seat is where they would bring the sacrifice of blood and bulls and goats and lay it over there, and he would atone for sin. That means cover it for a year, have to come back every year and make atonement for the sins of everybody in the camp. Got it? Jesus talks about in the book of Hebrews how he went to the, come to the time of grace, come to the mercy seat of heaven or the throne of grace. The mercy seat of the Old Testament became the New Testament throne of grace. Jesus' blood. Remember when Jesus died, he said he was going to heaven. He said, don't touch me. He didn't want Mary touching him. He didn't want Mary around. He was bringing his blood, the basin, uncorruptible blood to the altar of God. I don't know what that's all about, but I know this. He didn't want, it was perfect. Don't mess with it. Let me bring it. He took his blood, poured it on the altar. So now when the accuser of the brethren screams out to me and you, guilty, look what you did. You're a mess. You caused a problem. He goes, look at the blood. That blood still has a voice. Remember when Adam, remember when Cain and Abel, remember when he killed him? He said, your brother's blood cries out from the earth. Blood has a voice. Jesus' blood has a voice. My God in heaven. You never heard this before. Trust me, though. Right? Jesus' blood has a voice. You know what it is? Acquitted. Not guilty. Free. Redeemed. Washed in the blood. Come on, somebody. Every time the devil tries to say, look at you, that blood goes, no, no. And Jesus says, look at the basin. That's why angels in heaven are freaking out. Angels in heaven ain't freaking out because they don't know who God is. They know who God is. You think they're standing? They don't know who you are. What is man that you are so mindful of him that you've made him, man, a little lower than Elohim, God? They don't know who you are. And every time the devil tries to say, look at him, that blood screams out, forgiven, mercy, acquitted. Set free. And they're like, holy, holy. Angels sliding around. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Who are you? Who are you? We've never seen nobody like you before. What are you? You're the God man. You're the God woman. Who are these? What? That's what it's doing. And here's the thing, though. We've got to take our place. Quitted. Free. Perpetually. Once you know that, it makes me want to live better. See, it's a revelation of not doing don't. It's a revelation of go and grow. And the more you start running, man, God, it's like being in a room with a bunch of ding-dongs. You ever do that? Man, I woke up one day. I was like, you're, you're going to jail. You're a ding-dong. Nothing wrong going to jail. You know what I'm saying? They were just criminals, man. I was saying out some people. Hey, you're a mess. You're this. You're that. You're there. And I said, dude, this room, I've outgrown this room a long time ago. Time to get out. You, some of you are hanging around in a room you better get out of because it ain't worth it. Young people, you got to listen to me. Who you hang around with is who you're going to become. I'm telling you right now, don't listen to your parents. I know it sounds like it's a loaded question, but trust me, they know what they're telling you because if you're the smartest dude in the room, leave. I just put a bunch of smart, really sharp guys around me. I built this team. I was like, get around. I was like, these guys are sharp. Why? Because I want to be, be the dummy in the room. I don't want to be the smartest guy in the room because if you are, I'm, the, I'm going nowhere. Look what this scripture says. That's what you got to remember in life. 
put yourself around people that are going where you want to be. They're gonna, mentorship saves you two things. Remember this. Two th- you can never get it back. Time and money. They'll save you time and money. That's why you got to listen. Somebody's, your, your life's about following somebody into the future, not paving your own path. Because your life's really not about what you believe, but, but, but about who you believe. Did you get that? So you got to believe somebody. you got to trust somebody with your life. Okay, look at this. Pop that up there, please. I don't know where it was. Yet through his powerful declaration of acquittal, God freely gives away his, what did he do with it? He gave it away. His gift of love and favor now cascades over all of us. What is this righteousness? It's a gift. Write that down. It's a gift of love, and it's a gift of favor. Come on, man. Amen. Come on, man. Gift of love and favor. He gave it to you free. I didn't deserve it. Man, we got what we deserve. We'll all be burning in hell. Come on, man. That's the truth, though. We got this favor and blessing and love and mercy and grace because God's good. So I'm the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. Now watch this now. Okay? I know you pulled this in because this, this is what has liberate, liberated us, right? This gift of acquittal. Now write this down. You reign. This is the key. We're going to go to Romans 5 and 12. You're supposed to be reigning as a king through righteousness. That's really important. Now the church has lived beneath the benefits of where righteousness has put us, and righteousness puts you in a position of reigning like a king. Now, we don't talk like that in America, you know, like because we got a democracy, but if you go somewhere and there's a king, the king rules the country. The king rules everything that's going on. How many know you are the king of kings, and he's the lord of lords? So if he's the king of kings, then you kings. If he's the lord of lords, then you lords. That sounds very much so like ruling and reigning. Having dominion. Now the church doesn't believe it about themselves. Like, well, I don't see nobody ruling and reigning. Well, be the first one. Come on, it's the truth. Ruling and reigning like a king. That's what the Bible says. Now read, now we've got to read a lot of scriptures. I know this has been like reading month, but what do you want to hear me for? This stuff's better, right? Look right here. Now you got to pull this in now. When Adam sinned, now read this slow and just in, in, and pull it in. And when the revelation in this comes, going to change your life. When Adam sinned, the entire world was affected. Now, that is where all you people go, God's mean. Why is he sending innocent people to hell? God ain't sending no innocent people to hell. Adam jacked up the earth with his committal of sin. In the Adam and Eve was the whole human race. Do you understand that? I'm answering a lot of questions your, your, your friends ask you, and you need answers. Why, right? Like, what if God's not? Why is he killing babies? He ain't killing nobody, man. You understand what I'm saying? He gave Adam dominion in the earth. And in Adam and Eve was the whole population of the earth. Now that's a miracle, but it's God. So when God gave him dominion, he can't just come back and undo what he said to Adam and make him a liar. He couldn't just go, oh, Adam, I gave you dominion, but you screwed it up, so let me take it back. No, he had to come up with a brand new plan through Jesus Christ. Hello? So God didn't send nobody nowhere. Adam made a mistake, God brought his son, brought restoration, and now it's the church's job to go evangelize the world and tell them the truth about Jesus. Amen? That's the truth. And not let these wackos try and tell you what Jesus is all about. He's all these crazy nuts I'm going to have to rebuke, right? Because they got devils. You know? Sin entered the human experience and death was the result. Does that not make sense? Yeah. Do you get that? Yeah. Can you read it? You see it? Yeah. You see it when you read it, right? Adam sinned. Sin brought what? 
death to everybody. Okay, I got you. And death was the result. And so death followed this sin. Casting its what? Shadow over all humanity because of all of sin. See it? Does that make sense? So when Adam fell, everybody got labeled a sinner. Was it fair? No. But guess what? It's part of the plan. That's why Jesus did everything on his side to undo what Adam did on his side. And that's why it was what? I wasn't there when the problem showed up, and I wasn't there when the solution showed up, but it's the act of just receiving. See it? So everybody's going to say, that's easy. Well, it's supposed to be easy. We didn't have what? We didn't create the problem. So God's not going to complicate the gospel and make you do something undo the plan that he already had for man. So it's simple. You receive by faith. Once you get a revelation of it, you start reprogramming your head. Look what it says. Okay, 13. We're going to read a lot. Sin was in the world before Moses gave the written law. And the only reason why you got the law was to expose sin. There was 400 silent years when they didn't even know who God was. Basically, fancy stuff for this. You know, they want to put those commandments on the wall. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt not do this. Thou shalt not. I don't even know what they are. Thou shalt not do this. Thou shalt not do that. I don't even know. They're goofy. You don't need them things. All those things showed up was to show you, you and me needed a savior. You had a silent year in the church. The church tried to manipulate it through fear to serve God. God don't want you to fear him. You reverence him. Like when he speaks, you listen. But you ain't fearing God. Not like some phobia. You love God. God loves you. God's cool. Right? Because if you see the Jesus that I'm showing, you're going to want to serve him. Because yeah. he's cool. He's a cool Jesus, man. He's for you. You know, some of you got to start, man, let me see you get me out of this one. He will. He's going to get you out of everyone. And you're going to laugh at the devil. He's a clown. He's slippery. He's sneaky. But don't you ever let him manipulate you. You keep, you, remember this, write this down. You keep the devil in the arena of faith. You never go in the arena of reason with him. You pull him into the arena of faith. You don't come out from the fight and go, because he's going to try to say, come on outside. No, you say, no, 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 come in here. You don't leave Jesus. Say, no, 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 you come in here. He can't, can't beat you. Never beat you. Can't. He is the eternally defeated one. You are the eternally victorious one. But you don't want to go get into reason because you get in reason, it'll mess up your head. So stay away from reason and stay in faith, okay? You got this? So, so look at this. Pop this up there, yeah. Sin was in the world before Moses gave the written law, but it was what? Not charged against them where there was no law. So what's he saying? There was no law. You didn't have to worry about it. It was all freedom. They didn't have nothing to live by, but once they came over here, they figured it out. Now watch this. Watch 14. Yet death reigned as king from Adam to Moses, even though they haven't broken the commandment. So death was still reigning, even though they didn't do nothing wrong. Did you get that? You seeing it? So he's saying they didn't do nothing wrong, but death still reigned. Why? Because death showed up with Adam. That's why the whole earth gets nailed with it, whether we deserved it or not. That's why you're going to see the benefit of the other side. So go snow, Right? The first man, Adam, was a picture of the Messiah. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Broken the commandment the way he had it. And the first man, Adam, was a picture of the Messiah who was. The first man, Adam. Why do you think they called Jesus the second Adam? Because the first one jacked it up. The second one fixed everything. Does this make sense now? I'm answering a lot of questions if you had them. If you didn't have them, don't worry about it. Just, go, just agree. Just nod your head. 
You know, I had an architect in here this morning. The guy's funny, great guy. I said, I don't ask you how to build buildings. You just draw the plans. The other guy builds it. I don't ask questions. I just look at pictures. I don't know how to do that stuff. I don't want to know how to do that stuff. Do you? No. So forget it. Just take it. Just build it, you know. Just do it. Just take this and build it. You understand? So if you had a question, it's great. If you don't have questions, just, just trust me because I'm getting you the good part for you. Keep going, right? The first man, right? Now there is no comparison, what, between Adam's transgression and the gracious gift that we experience. Now this thing is a grace gift as much as it's a righteous gift. Grace is the ability to transform your life. Grace is the power of God in me and you, giving us ability we didn't have on our own. So you got grace for everything. You say right now, I got the weight of the world on me. You got grace for it, man. And Jesus actually went through it, checked out the severity of it, figured out you can handle it, and said, let's go, because you got the weight to carry it. You think you'd be imploding, but you ain't imploding. You, you're prospering over this thing. Come on. Look right here. Leave that up there. Rep. That we experience. For the, listen to his terminology. The grace gift that we say For the magnitude of the gift. Far outweighs the crime. My God, did you read that? The magnitude of the gift is so much bigger than that crime that Adam committed. Keep going. It's true that many died because of one man's transgression, Adam. But how much greater will God's grace and his gracious gift of acceptance overflow to many? You need to look at that for a minute now, for a minute. It is what? But how much greater will God's grace and his gracious gift of acceptance you can't undo it. It's a grace gift. It's a righteous gift. It's a, well, my performance hasn't, who cares about your performance? Your performance ain't got nothing to do with this. Keep going. Overflow to many. Woo! Because of what one man, Jesus, did, the Messiah did for us. How did I get it? Because of what he did. How did I receive it? Because of what he did. How did I live it? Because of what he did. Are you pulling this in? It's a lot of reading, but who cares? Let's just keep reading, because this is the stuff you got to. Because this is what happens: you start reprogramming your head, you start reprogramming your mind. Okay, I'm seeing this. This free flowing gift imparts to us much more. Day, got it. Get, okay, I got it. Here we go. I'm rolling. Right. So look at this. Right. So it's a free. Now stop. Go back to 15 and go slow, just for a minute. Okay, beautiful. Much greater will God's grace and his gracious gift of acceptance overflow to many. Got it? Okay, 16. Watch this. And this what? What you mean free flowing? Perpetual never stops. Remember I told you you were acquitted for life? Free flowing. Remember I told you you've been made righteous? Free flowing. Free flowing means there ain't no way to stop. You can't damn it up. You can't shut it off. You can't stop it. Nothing could stop it. It's free-flowing what? This free-flowing gift imparts to us much more than what was given to us through the first guy who sinned. He's saying, that Adam deal was good, but this Jesus deal, you better see the benefit package you got now, man, and it's free-flowing. It's free-flowing. 
It don't stop flowing. What's that? What more? Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what, why? This free-flowing gift imparts to us much more than what was given to us through the one who sinned, Adam. For because of one transgression, we are what? All facing a death sentence with a verdict of guilty. That was Adam, but we ain't in Adam no more. This is why identification is so important. Who are you identifying with today? Adam or Jesus. Your whole life is Adam or Jesus. Am I, oh, I don't have enough money. Yeah, Adam, you don't. Oh, I got more than enough. Okay, Jesus, now you're rolling. I'm sick. I'm so sick I'm going to die. Okay, Adam, knock yourself out. I'm so healed to the Lord. I'm glowing in the dark. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Where are you identifying? Oh, I always lose. Well, good, Adam. You keep being a loser. I always win. I'm with Jesus. Glory to God. He never lost a battle in his life. He's the undefeated champion in the world. Come on. Where are you identifying? Oh, our marriage is so shot out. We're going to say the D word. I'm going to slap the D word out of your mouth. What? The Bible says what God put together, let no man put asunder. Where are you living? Where are you identifying? Oh, Pastor Chris, it feels. You think you can live by what it feels like? How many times I got to tell you feel? I feel like what? What do you feel like? Stop saying what you feel. You don't live in feel. 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 I feel this. Who cares what we feel? Oh, you're insensitive. Now I'm being spiritual. I feel. Man, bump feel. Bump it. Feel. Tell your body how to feel. You know what some of you got a problem with? You negotiate with yourself too much internally. I ain't got no negotiation. Stop internally negotiating. Tell your body. Tell your mind. You ain't allowed to think like that. Shut up. My mind. That's how I internally do it. I'm rough with myself. Yeah, you can't. Your head will go down some journey you don't want to go, man. You got to cut it off. No, you're not allowed to go there. You're not, you're not allowed to go there. And you creative people, my God in heaven, you really got to work. Because you're all, it's okay though. It's a strength, but you got to be careful because you can daydream and go someplace. No, pull it back. No, you, body do this. Mind think like this. Mouth shut up. You, you better force yourself to be like this. Otherwise, you know what happens? You go down a road you don't want to be on. And then people say, you're crazy. No, what? You got dominion over this stuff. You have to enforce this stuff. You have to what? Identify. And you got to get to stop this inward negotiating business. You know what that means? Well, I'm going to negotiate internally. No, 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 no. Did you set a precedent? Live by the precedent. You got to demand and command. You ever say, well, you know, that's a little rough. I don't want to be. No, no, no. It's not rough. It's faith. You don't live by what you see. You don't live by what you feel. You live by only what you believe. If you had to live by what you believe, come on, man. You're going to change your world. You live by what you feel. You might not be here this morning. Come on. Pop that up there, please. All were facing a dead sentence with the verdict, but this gracious gift leaves us free from our many failures. My God. Did you read that? I got failures. Who don't? He said, the gift freed me from my failure. You know what that means? No more guilt. No more shame. No more regret. You know, there was no, you know where that was? In the garden. He didn't have no guilt. He didn't have no shame. He didn't have no regret. 
The Joker's walking around naked. He don't even know nothing's going on. Not to be weird. He was exposed because he was in the glory. As soon as he sinned, what did he do? He's sowing fig leaves. Like now all of a sudden he became a, a tailor for Versace. You know what I'm saying? It's not E, it's A. They get real technical about it, right? Are you here? Are you getting this? Well, why? He had a guilt complex he never had. He had a sin consciousness he never had. He had a shame thing. He had a regret thing. Guess what? When it's just gone, he don't care. He's walking in glory. When you get this thing, you don't got to worry about your regrets. Because guess what? You ain't going to be trapped by them no more. Because the freedom that comes in righteousness is going to free you from all of it. I got failures. Righteousness overcomes it. Changes your mindset. Puts you back in the garden. Gives you the same magnitude. Rod says, but this gracious gift leaves us free from our many failures and brings us into the perfect. We're going to read all the way 21, so stick with me. Right? Righteousness of God acquitted with the words, not guilty. Come on, somebody. Oh, my God. Did you read that? I don't know how these people can stay lit. Like, they just say, oh, yeah, I read it. I'm like, I'm ready to throw the pulpit. Uh, like, really, I had this dude in here this morning. He's going to be cool. This dude's Jack, man. He's going to open his gym. We've got to go work out with him. I, saw, I, was like, I, I was like, man, I was like, I'm going to throw a pulpit or something. I'm going to throw chuck chairs. I was like getting jacked. You guys are all like, oh, yeah, we got that. I'm like, you guys are not excited? I was going to throw the pulpit this morning. <laughs> yeah, because I'm pumped, dude, because I'm believing this stuff, and you should too. And I know you are. I know it's kind of like hitting you, but let's read that again. Righteousness of God acquitted. That's what he says about you. With the verdict of what? Free-flowing forever. That doesn't stop. you telling me right now, six years from now, I'm going to do some bonehead tonight. God ain't taking his righteousness off. It don't come like the wave of the sea, remember? It don't go rolling in and rolling in. You know, because Christianity, they tried to paint that picture for you. Because there's the ding-dongs teaching you stuff. Like, oh, if you're here, you're righteous. If you're not here, you're not. Oh, you're holy now. Oh, you're not holy. Oh, you look holy. Oh, you're not. You could be as jacked up as the day is long. You're still the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. Now, that should make you go, God, you good. You ain't changing based the Look, everybody else is changing your life on performance. You better stop, man. Don't lie in church. It's bad. You go to work. They're like, let's look at your performance. Let's see if you can get a raise this year. Oh, you know, your quarterlies are not what they used to be. You know, you're looking at, right, everything's performing. Let's look at the numbers. I got a guy, I got a buddy of mine who runs like 80 stores or whatever he does. It's phenomenal. I said, what do you do? He said, I have a meeting seven days a week, seven days, Sunday too. They don't care. They're like, we just look at numbers. Nobody cares who died. Nobody cares who's living. Nobody cares who's been run. They don't care economy. They don't care. Look, what did the numbers say? Seven days a week. Sunday, they had a meeting this morning well, with his company, huge. The guy's a the company guy. There are stores all over the place. Every single day, 300, it's, they don't care Christmas. They don't care. We have a meeting every day, and we look at performance. You cannot say it snowed, it rained, it, it did, they don't care. That's the world you live in. You don't think so? You come in, Jesus is like, I can care less about your performance. I gave it to you as your position. So, hey, live up to the label. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Right? You're a numbers guy. Come on, man. Right? It's like numbers don't matter. Math don't make sense. Somebody's got to find it. Oh, my God. No. It can't. No. God's like, forgiven. So why would you, why would you 
Now, this is not a license to go get nuts. This is like, God, you're so good. So you're saying when I come to pray, so Pastor Chris wrapped this in a package. When I come to pay, pray, it's as good as Jesus praying? Yeah. Because he don't separate. Joint heirs. Co-laborer with Christ. He does not separate you. Basically, you're not alive without Jesus, so you are him in the earth. Did he just say that? Yeah, and I'm not going to back up on it because it's the truth. If you're in Christ and you're not in you, you're in him. And if you're in him and you're in the earth, God sees you in Christ. So how can you be separated from Jesus? Because the only way you have life is through Christ and faith in Christ. So spiritually, you're not in you. You're in Christ. See that at the right hand of God. You're not even really in the earth. You're in a heavenly position through what? The position where he puts you. Even though we're walking through the earth, we're not of the earth, but we're what? Planet people from a different place. Never been one like you before. So spiritually, positionally, you're seated at the right hand of God in Christ Jesus, getting all the benefits that Jesus gets. So why should you not have the same kind of weight in the earth? You ain't got to say it twice. He didn't have to say it twice. Here we go. Living up to the label. Now, go slow. We're not done. Keep reading. You guys are doing great. I got a couple more minutes. There's a lot of weight in here for you. Because see what's going to happen is this. I'm going to keep going through this like this heavy and in capacity. I'm stretching you. I hope to God I don't lose you. And I, I'm not going to. You know what I mean? Like, just stay. You know what I'm saying? Like, mean, like, that's a lot to believe about me. I'm going to stretch you like a piece of dough. I'm going to pull you all the way out, pull you all the way out, elasticize you to the point you can't go, and then you're going to shrink back. And I'm going to pull you out, pull you out, pull you out, pull you out, and then you're going to, and then you're going to, and you're going to believe this stuff about you because you do already. But somebody's got to validate it for you in your life to say, can I accept that about me? You can. That's what you're doing today. So we're just going to go over it a couple more times. You're going to get it, okay? Death once held us in its what? By the blunder of one man. I love that. Adam blundered it. Isn't that cool verbiage? Like, Adam blundered it. You want to talk about jacked up? Adam jacked it up. You know what I mean? I'm glad I'm not Adam. I probably got video that don't look good, but guess what? It's not as bad as Adam. When I get in trouble in heaven, I'm like, what about Adam? <laughs> Remember that when you get to heaven, Chris, when you get in trouble, because we're all going to go to timeout. All of this relevant crew is going to be in timeout for a while, but you're going to be in heaven. It's going to be okay. Let's go, what about Adam? <laughs> Nothing was that bad, man. Death once held us in its grip by the blunder of one man, death reigned as king over humanity. Oh, you got That's Adam. Look what it says here. But now, how much more are we held in the grip of grace? Write that down. Grace has got its grip on me. Whoa! Hey, I'm in the grace grip. What's got you? I'm in the grip of grace. Come on, that would be a good men's club, right? The grip of grace. Come on, right? <laughs> right? What's your new small group? The grip of grace. Come on. You seeing that? How much more has grace gripped you and, keep going, continually reigning as kings in life? enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness. He said, you've been so gripped by grace, you've been set to reign as a king in righteousness. You ever been anywhere? Now, see, because we live in a democracy, we don't really know what it means to live in a kingdom. When you live in a place where there's a king, you understand the power of being the king. I've been exposed to it only a couple times. I have not been at that level. I was in Belgium one time, and the prince showed up to become the king. They shut the whole country down. They ain't playing, man. It's like, I didn't even know what's going on. Like, you know, you got the king and the queen. We don't got that. We have a democracy. It's a little different. I've been in countries when 
the, the people that run the country have such a position, the government bows their knee to these guys. That's what God's talking about. The earth should be bowing its knee to you. You're supposed to be ruling and reigning. We don't see a lot of ruling and reigning. We see a lot of Christians running and hiding, but we ain't running and hiding. You're going to develop this to like, I said it, my word ain't coming back, and I'm not expecting to say it again. You ever see a king say, you ever been somewhere where someone with power, they don't say something twice, man. I'm not, not arrogance, not that Christian wacky arrogance. I'm talking about knowing your position and telling the enemy what's up. I went to Congo, and I told you about the guy, and I got a couple minutes. I got about three minutes, and I'll let you go, because I don't like keeping you too long. I'm going to read the rest of this. The guy ran the country. I didn't, I don't want to say too much, because I don't want to get nobody in trouble, but I went there, landed, and didn't go nowhere near anything. I just got off the plane and went in the car. I was like, well, how do we go all that other stuff? We're supposed to do, like, TSA? And I was like, yeah, bump that, bro. You would, you in the, get in the, get in the car and go. In the middle of the night, I was freaking out. I was like, where are we going? I didn't even go to the airport. I left, didn't go to the airport, came back, didn't go to the airport. I just went on a car Mac, got on the plane, and went home. I was like, this dude's balling. He showed up. They're like, the bishop. The whole country was like, the bishop. I was like, the bishop? I was like, well, God, he's my friend because I know I'll get out. But we, I, I never lived in that. I don't experience, we don't experience where the man of God or the, or the, or the, or the king of the country, he runs, they, 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 order it holds nothing when he shows up. He defies order because his rule and reign is higher than it. So that's what you got to start seeing. Well, the earth, no, we ain't playing by these rules. We play by heavenly rules. I know we, got a, we have a judicial system. In, I'm higher than that. That's right. Your father's higher than that. That's right. Now, I'm not going to be lawless and crazy, but I'm not going to live under their rule and authority. I live on a higher authority. Right. I live on a higher rule. I live by kingdom principles. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're supposed to reign in righteousness. Does this make sense? Let me just read this and I'll let you go. Are you pulling this in? Because this is who you are. And the faster you understand who you are, the easier this becomes. Look right here now. Keep going. We're done. Watch this. Because I got to read all the way to 21. Death once held us in its grip. Right? But those days are over. We're in this grace grip. Look at 18. Here we go. In other words, just as condemnation became, came upon all the people through Adam's transgression... So through one righteous act of Jesus, sacrifice the perfect righteousness that makes us right with God and leads us into a victorious life now is available to all. Perfect righteousness and victorious life forever because of what he did. One man's disobedience opened the door for all humanity, I'm sorry, all humanity to become sinners. So also one man, Jesus, opened the door for many to be made perfectly righteous with God and acceptable to him. Keep going. So then, the law was introduced into God's plan to bring the reality of human sinfulness out of hiding. And yet, wherever sin is increased, there was what? More than enough grace I know to triumph over all the more. 21. And just as sin reigned through death, so also this sin conquering grace. What? Sin conquering grace will reign as king through righteousness, imparting eternal life through Jesus our Lord to who? To everybody because of the Messiah. That's your spot. We reign in righteousness. So what are you going to do? You got to start reprogramming everything in your mind 
to your righteous position and understand that's who I am. That's what I got. So what's your prayer is going to look like? When you pray the prayer, you can play it. Play it. That's fine. When you pray those prayers, it's as good as Jesus saying them. Did Jesus get all his prayers answered? Your declarations? See, you got to start. Elevate yourself. That's not like pride. Elevate yourself to the position God gave you. If I said it, that's it. It has to happen. What? You better believe it. Because you are what? Walking in that authority in that position in the earth now. You got it? Come on, close your eyes. Let me pray for you. I got to go. Listen, you did great. It's not, it's a stretch, man. You got to understand this righteousness. I'm going to reprogram your head for the next couple of weeks. I got one more before Christmas or whatever it is. I don't know. But I'm going to tell you what. That's all word. There ain't no way around that, man. That's all word. Now, I know. It's like some popular opinions would be like, oh, I'll preach something. Nah, no, nah, no. Nah. Take this, start applying it in your life. Know you're the righteous God in Christ Jesus. Solidify this thing so strong, you watch how your prayer life takes off. Watch how your word life, watch how your whole life, well, your confession is going to take off too. Amen? Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.